Hey everybody, Evan Nathaniel Grimm here. Welcome to the latest episode of my podcast. Now this week, we are facing a dawning realization about what it is that we want to transform as an entire society. Stay tuned. All right, I'm here. I'm a day late. I apologize. It's been a week of traveling and actually more traveling coming up. So uh, first of all, next week, uh, I will be off. So this podcast this week is going to be especially important. I'm going to be covering a lot of ground, uh, but I I do want to distill it down to just the key insights as always to make it useful for you. Also, how was your Aries full moon? Uh, The Aries full moon was October 9th. That was hopefully a moment of healing for you. Uh, but also maybe coming face face to face with your vulnerabilities or insecurities uh, because it was conjunct to Chiron. So um, really think about what was kind of really throughout the weekend. Um, how did you kind of come face to face with those things? And um, are you kind of in, or have you optimized the relationships in your life uh, to kind of support that healing journey that you're on um, and to help you release some baggage? Now, um, what are we kind of facing in the week or two ahead? So this is really the next uh, hemicycle of the lunar phase. So we're in a Libra new moon phase, or we were in a Libra phase here, uh, peaking up to the Aries full moon. And now we have about two weeks of this sort of uh, this waning phase, this closing phase in which, um, again, we are you know thinking about are the relationships supporting or hindering that healing journey? How much progress have we made? And, and, and really the spotlight is on relationships in general because there is... And actually very positive grand air trine in the sky right now between Mars, Saturn, the Sun, and Venus. So what that really means is that uh, this entire week actually is a very, very positive time for collaboration with larger groups of people. Because when you think about all phases of the air signs, Gemini is very personal, uh, Libra is interpersonal, and then Aquarius is really about group dynamics and collaboration across uh, a broader group of people. And so when Mars and Saturn, Sun and Venus are all in the mix, that really does pertain to getting things done, being productive, managing situations, but in a group context. So I know that in previous weeks in the podcast, um, I've kind of pointed out days in which, you know, you should kind of like dial back some of the personal conversations or when you should lean into them, when you should, you know, maybe go into these higher pressure meetings versus maybe have a day of reflection. But I actually think that this entire week, there is an undertone, a very positive undertone of like collaboration and communication, ideation, and relationship building. So kind of synthesizing ideas in a group of people, with a group of people. So um, throughout the week, uh, number one, my advice here is to socialize, interface, encounter others. Uh, the only caution there is the Mars-Neptune square can get a little bit too um, abstract, ungrounded, and mingled, uh, you know, it's like the words kind of get muddied. But apart from that, we've been dealing with that for the last 10, maybe even 10 days, almost two weeks. So it's not like a foreign concept to anybody at this point. It's just there's a, there's an acceptance that there will be some misunderstandings. Um, but um, there's some, but but the, the reason I led with the transformation piece in this podcast today is actually because Pluto has finally stationed direct. It's now direct. And so why why is that significant? Because Pluto is now uh, marching towards that zero degrees of Aquarius point in March. So between now and March, Pluto is direct. 
and it's shifting signs for the first time since 2008. So I've talked about that in previous episodes, not going to dwell on it, but to reiterate, Pluto in Capricorn has led to the merging, the consolidation, the largesse of corporations turning into mega corporations, you know, conglomerates and, um, you know, monopolies, duopolies. Um, and, you know, all the various lobbying efforts in the political uh, spheres, right? So lobbying groups advocating for certain corporations. So corp- corporate interests um, obviously were always heard loud and clear in prior eras. But during Pluto and Capricorn, there was an especially uh, strong play by corporations to to really amplify their power and amplify their influence on society. So at this point, almost everything has been corporatized. Like there's almost no encounter in interaction in your world that isn't met with heavy advertising, marketing. Uh, you know, someone has an agenda at all times here. Almost every encounter that you have that's not with family or friends is contextualized with a, a profit motive. Uh, and this is not me trying to like tear down any and all profit-based systems. But my point here is that it has gotten to a stage where it's inescapable and it's uh, untenable, really, because when you look at how large corporations have become and how global they've become, uh, we can already see the corrosive effects within domestic economies, where economies cannot uh, necessarily sustain themselves in eras of crisis. And we are, of course, in that time frame now where there are crises, geopolitical conflicts all over. And that has put a strain on many countries' supply chains because it's like we've relied on these massive corporations. So my point here is that as Pluto moves into Aquarius in March, there will be a decentralization, a localization, a process of um, not necessarily removing globalization because that's not really how economics works. You know, there's economies of scale, of course. There's always going to be centralized production to some extent. However, there will be a shift in power a little bit. Uh, At the beginning, it might be small, but it will accumulate over the next 20 years in which consumers will have more and more of a demand for maybe local goods, authentic goods. And, um, you know, they they will want to trust again because the trust in large corporations, in politicians is very low, in institutions generally is very low. So when you read those surveys that, you know, the trust is at an all-time low, that is late-stage Pluto and Capricorn. Not necessarily late-stage capitalism, but late-stage Pluto and Capricorn, where it's like, how can we rearrange and reconstruct and tell a different story of how um, people can get things to the right place at the right time to the right customer? How can we tell that story in a way that empowers you know, everybody on Main Street, not just Wall Street? So, so that's really what we're talking about. It's Main Street versus Wall Street. Uh, Wall Street has continued to predominate. Um, it's not like the Great Recession uh, defanged Wall Street by any means. Uh, Wall Street was actually, of course, saved through the TARP uh, program, and um, they've continued to, again, consolidate. So anyways, um, you know, as, as Pluto is direct here and there's nothing stopping Pluto from hitting Aquarius, uh, some of these structures will be revealed to be corrupt or unsustainable, through various uh, news stories. Now, I'm not in this podcast going to dissect or predict what those stories are, 
But certainly there will be an unmasking, a revelation, because Pluto does that. So Pluto has to reveal things in order for people as a collective to shift their consciousness towards Aquarian ideals, which is, again, um, empowerment of the, the collective, social change, social activism. And if you want a preview of Pluto and Aquarius, you have to look back to 19, the late 1960s when Uranus and Pluto were conjunct, which is not in Virgo quite the same exact thing, but it's, it is a window because that is the similar, because Uranus, of course, rules Aquarius. Uh, so, and of course, during that was a time of enormous change. So, um, so, so it's, it's basically over the past two weeks been a little bit intense because Pluto was stationing and slowing down and appearing to s sort of hit a standstill. So Pluto was at a standstill recently, uh, and that really amplified the psychological planet's power and influence. So people started to maybe have like very intense dreams at night. They started to feel like their intuition was kind of porous, meaning that they are, or maybe sensitive, right? Whether it's like, Maybe their minds are a little bit porous, where it's like they're almost like experiencing the thoughts, the emotions of other people around them. And so I, myself, and other people I've talked to have witnessed an increase in breakdowns, people just having breakdowns in public. Um, and especially on the Aries full moon, by the way, I noticed that. Uh, but that, that that's happening because there is, um, again, a heightened sensitivity with Pluto there in Capricorn. The collective realizing that something needs to change and they might just experience that internally and not be able to identify it. It's like, oh, well, I'm just experiencing the need for a shift. There is a shift uh, going on underway across societies right now. Uh, and and um, so, so over the next, between now and March, like we are officially in this zone of like facing these comeuppances and realizations around what needs to change. And why are we, and we're doing that though in, in, in collaboration. We're not doing that in isolation. So we, this week we are bouncing ideas off each other. We're brainstorming. We're thinking about what does change look like? And that's not that hard to do right now because Mars and Gemini, Libra, Sun, Libra, Venus, Saturn, and Aquarius. It's like, we are, we are all kind of gathering. We're all gathering around. And by the way, Saturn will move direct, uh, will station direct around, I think on October 22nd or 23rd. And at that point, we will realize as well, we'll add Saturn to the conversation of what is maybe sustainable progress and change and reconstruction. How do we actually go about that? What are the step-by-step -step processes? So this is a great week to collaborate and talk with people. It's like, what is your, what is your vision? What is your uh, concept of change? That's available to you right now. Because before this week, uh, we were not actually in that position. We were very entangled in our own words, our own thoughts, and they were misleading us. And there was miscommunication, misunderstandings everywhere because Mercury was retrograde. It was opposing Neptune. Well, it was very complicated. But but now we're shifting into a new phase of clarity. Um, uh, of course, Mars will retrograde eventually. But but I think overall, this grand air trine is like a special window to take advantage of. Um, so I do want to get into, though, a little bit of the week uh, just to highlight the moon. So the moon is a waning gibbous right now in Taurus. Uh, that Taurus moon, uh, or sorry, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm recording this Monday night. So right now on Monday night, the 10th of October, we have a Taurus moon conjunct the North Node, which is kind of feeling amplified here. It's a dialing up of the emotions, but feeling, okay, what is, maybe it's almost a preview of the eclipses actually, uh, you know, which are which is the next lunar cycle. I will talk about that in a future episode, but 
Um, but I will touch on it briefly at the end of this. Uh, so Taurus moon conjunct the North node, um, Monday and into Tuesday. Let's jump into Tuesday here since you're all, uh, hopefully, or you're probably all listening Tuesday morning, you know, Tuesday we have this Taurus moon conjunct Uranus and the North node. And so that is like kind of feeling and intuiting our way forward. So feeling like, okay, this is the direction I want to go. So as you're collaborating Tuesday could actually be a nice moment of clarity of like, yes, I had a eureka moment and I want to share that insight with the entire group. So I like Tuesday actually for that into, into Wednesday, uh, there is the Gemini moon all of a sudden, uh, well really Wednesday night. So Taurus moon still into most of Wednesday and the Taurus moon again continues to ground us in uh, maybe a shifting, a new value system, thinking about how we get resources and resources will be highlighted. I'm not really going to talk about the global events right now, but it's, but essentially during the Taurus moon, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a focus on the supply chain and how we get goods, things like that. Um, but into Thursday, Gemini moon is especially collaborative. So Thursday is a really, really good day to, to mingle, experiment, uh, brainstorm, collaborate. And it's same with Friday. And especially on Friday night, just want to call this out quick, but Friday night, the moon conjuncts Mars uh, around 8.13 or 8.15 uh, p.m. Pacific time Friday. So Friday night, that um, there may be some like very, very uh, vocal opinions about things that could lead to agitation. So just be careful about that. So maintain your emotional balance there. Into Saturday, we get the Cancer moon, which adds in a little bit more of like a feeling energy of like intuition, uh, uh, maybe a necessary softness after that conjunction with Mars uh, into Sunday, still the Cancer Moon. And then Sunday, uh, sorry, Monday morning, no, not Monday morning, Monday afternoon of the 17th, there's that Moon Pluto opposition, which could be another positive moment actually to think on again, what does transformation look like to you? What does change look like? And it'll be squaring the Libra Sun. So that's a third quarter Moon. So that's a, uh, a bit of a, a change up there in terms of like, how do we want to wrap up this lunar cycle here? So how are certain relationships helping me feel like at home? Maybe I have a new family, a new concept of family by Monday the 17th. Like maybe I can actually feel comfortable in a new group of people. Into Tuesday, the 18th of October, the Leo moon opposes Saturn into that Tuesday night. Uh, so, and, and into even Wednesday morning. So feeling kind of serious about things though, all of a sudden and feeling like we got to really hunker down, get organized. And then we kind of start to enter a balsamic moon phase into like October 21st. Uh, around that time, you know, it's the Virgo moon opposing Neptune. That's highly creative, uh, but not always productive. So you're not going to have like a ton of power on Friday the 21st. You're going to feel a little bit, uh, you know, like it's just like sit back, relax kind of feeling. Um, and then Saturday, the 22nd, we have a Libra moon opposing Jupiter. Suddenly the perspectives, uh, are still maybe reflective. It's a balsamic moon. So we're winding down, but the perspectives might enlarge. We might think about realms beyond our own internal comfort zone with Jupiter there. Um, and then all of a sudden Sunday, the 23rd of October, you know, that's that Scorpio season. And guess what happens at the beginning of Scorpio season? Saturn is direct. Saturn suddenly direct, and um, we're coming upon the solar eclipse on the 25th. And and so just to highlight that on the 25th, and I will discuss that eclipse before uh, beforehand on my podcast. But just to mention it now, how does this connect with the lunar cycle we're in now? Uh, you know, we we basically have uh, we have highlighted relationships and how they support the healing journey. Like I said, how do they patch things up for us? How do they help us overcome the chip on the shoulder? 
And all of a sudden, the solar eclipse in Taurus and Scorpio highlight Venus and Uranus. So Venus is conjunct, is involved in the solar eclipse, and then uh, Uranus is, is very tightly conjunct the lunar eclipse two weeks later in Taurus. So really, this is a resetting of maybe financial markets, to be honest, or value systems, or what we value personally, or even our relationships. So my that obviously connects with the Libra new moon uh, in this lunar cycle, because that is ruled by Venus as well. So Venus is playing a pretty big role in this cycle generally, which on a global scale is probably financial and market-based. But on a personal level, it actually is more about relationships, most likely. So it's like, are you, um, uh, are you set up for success in relationships? Meaning, you know, hopefully in this lunar phase, you realize, oh, wow, like my relationships are actually kind of stifling or they're actually really supportive. So if they are supportive, then, you know, or it, like regardless of the state of your relationships, actually, you, you want to be really clear about what you value in people. What are the relationships that benefit you at the soul level, not just, you know, at other levels? Such that on these eclipses, you can recognize pivots and opportunities and change-ups that occur. Because the, the eclipses are usually pivots, like total pivots, total resets. And resets here are going to be, I think, again, focused on relationships where suddenly someone comes into your life or maybe they leave your life, um, you know, you know whatever, whatever it is. It really depends on your chart, but, um, but it is like the coming and going of relationships. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a total shift, uh, paradigm shift in how you relate to people maybe, or the people you surround yourself with. So, um, that's what really, I'll dig into those eclipses more in a future podcast episode. But again, I want to highlight the fact that I am, because I'm traveling, uh, I will not be doing an episode next week, but, uh, I just tried to give you a little brief picture of the next two weeks so that you're set, but I will of course be back, uh, for a very important podcast on Sunday, the whatever that is, uh, the 23rd, which is Scorpio season. So Sunday night, I'll record the podcast, the 23rd, and give you a full preview of the eclipses. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to sign up for my astrology course, which I offer, um, you know, go to my website and check that out. So this is an introductory astrology course. I'm teaching all the fundamentals in four classes. So it's a great way for you to learn astrology, save time, you know, stop pulling from random sources on your own. Like I've distilled it for you. Uh, so whether you're trying to be a professional or you're just dipping your toes in, like this is a very, very, uh, useful class. Um, and I have a very direct approach and I simplify it, um, in, in a way I think that anyone can understand because my goal ultimately is to get astrology back into the educational system more broadly. So anyways, um, uh, so, so again, sign up for that. Uh, and if you, and the deadline is uh, October 15th, so please enroll within the next five days. And, um, by the way, if you can't make the classes, you still get the recordings. Uh, so even if you miss one of the classes, um, that's totally fine. Still have lifetime access to the recordings and the entire course plan is on my website. There's a video explaining everything. Um, and, uh, so, so just go check that out. Um, all right. Well, anyways, Thank you so much for listening as always, and I hope you have a great week. Bye.